The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable. And they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D, coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. How, <laughs> how depressed can we make everyone, do you think? We're both really tired right now. <laughs> and uh, it's going really good. <laughs> to fix the fix the depression, to fix the anxiety, <laughs> to fix the all the bad things that have happened, we've decided to go outside. Yep. And We're... enjoy a cup of mint tea. Cup of mint tea. Uh, I mint, got some honey. Uh, herbal infusion. A little herbal infusion right now. It's at about 212 degrees. So <laughs> <laughs> Perfect drinking temperature <laughs> for those of you who brew tea. Please don't write us to tell us that it's not, <laughs> not it's not tea. Oh god! Because did this thing turn off? Oh, no, it didn't turn off. It just got really. Uh, I just got scared. It just got uh, dark. I used to be an audio Zero guy. Dark Thirty. I get really sensitive to that stuff. Like, You're like what is happening? Did I, I press record? We can just look at the, the that little red light right oh, there. Oh yeah, the little red light. Totally. Red light. It's good. The little red light. The little red light, dude. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. What a day. Well, let's just start this off Yep. on an even more depressing <laughs> thing. I have, an, I have an, a corrections corner. I have an apology oh. that I need to make. Okay. On the previous episode where I'd gone to L.A., went to Coffee Fest to watch the Latte Art Championship open and go see the trade show and everything... Jared had asked me how the show was, and I was like, yeah, the show was it was fine. It was whatever. And then because of maybe something that was on my mind or maybe because I'm just a complete idiot, I got on this rant about education and what people deserve in education and paying for education. And oh. what I made it sound like was I made it sound like I took some classes at Coffee Fest and they weren't up to par. Oh. I made it sound like I attended some of those lectures and that they sucked. Mm. And that is in no way, shape, or form true. I didn't attend any classes there. Totally. And I am in no way like authorized slash aware slash whatever prepared to speak about the quality of education that was happening at that particular trade show. So I just wanted to say a huge apology to anybody, anybody who was teaching there, anybody who prepped for a lecture and gave it and then heard me basically pretending like I took it and didn't because of what. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to shout that out there. And I think what was on my mind was I was, we had been talking a lot about education lately. Mm. And then I was just kind of making blanket judgments on trade shows in general 
And I kind of segued really quickly and abruptly from like how the trade show floor was, which was not super, it's a trade show. So in some ways I get frustrated about trade shows in general where you're walking by and you're seeing, you know, blender booth right. or whatever, or strictly syrup booth. And again, it's like, I understand that the trade shows have to sell spots so that we can have these gatherings. And I don't really have like a really amazing solution, but it'd be nice to have some sort of different model. Cause I think the booth model is really uninspiring. Yeah. And I, that segued really quickly into me talking about education. Yeah, gotcha. and it wasn't a fair shake. And for full transparency, how this whole thing came about was Chris. I don't think you know Chris, but a lot of people know Chris DeFerio. So, quick rundown: if you don't know Chris, Chris has a podcast, Keys to the Shop. Mm. He's also one of the OG like latte art legends. I, I first saw Chris on this training video way back in the day, and he was one of the first people breaking down how to do latte art and really specifically breaking down how to do combination pours. So like when I learned how to do things like, you know, the triple rosettas and like the little he used to do this autumn leaf thing, which was like five rosettas like with a shared center anyway gotcha. he, he was one of the first guys to do all those kinds of things and now how now he judges at the latte art thing he sent me a message on instagram and he's like hey man listen to your podcast and i was surprised to hear you talk about the education uh, i'd really be interesting to know like what you attended that didn't meet your expectation and love some constructive feedback on how to fix those things. Yeah. And I opened that up and I immediately felt like just the biggest piece of shit ever. Oh, Cause man. then I started thinking about what I said and I was like, Oh shit. I didn't really mean that. But so I wrote him back and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to like misrepresent you or the show or anybody who was teaching in the show. And yeah. my apologies here. And I'll do a bigger apology on the podcast for anybody else who nice. might have like come across that. So if you came across that and you were teaching, I am so sorry that I made it sound like I did something that I didn't. And apology, official apology. Dude, that's from myself. <laughs> that's pretty sick. It's it's so interesting how that kind of stuff can happen. I feel like especially in in like a podcast or something like that where like there's like a little bit of a delay between like saying something and then like the general public sort of like reacting to it and hearing it and um yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, people put like Instagram posts up all the time and it's like instantly, you know, you might be, uh, that's why it's called Instagram because it's Instagramification. Um, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. Like, did you even re really remember like saying that or were you kind of, you had to like listen back and not be, until like, I like, not until I really thought about like, it didn't like occur to me at the time. Yeah. Cause I had opened up. I've been doing this thing where I've been trying to respond to more direct messages on Instagram, which mm. is like really hard just to connect with people. Yeah. Sometimes I do really good at it and sometimes I just suck at it. Yeah. So I had saw this, I saw he had messaged me and I opened it up and there was like a string of messages from like several days. Oh man. And I was just like, Oh shit. And then wow. usually when you see a lot of messages, it like can't be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's either like you did something real, real good or, <laughs> But, but then, probably not. Right when I read, after I read what he wrote, I can usually remember pretty well what we talk about. And I was just like, oh, totally see where you're coming from. 
totally see how I blew it. Dang. Um, so, yeah, I just blew it. And I was like, it was cool. I'm actually really glad that it happened because it's so easy to start talking and to not be aware. Yeah. And it's so easy to take things like this podcast for granted. And it's so easy to forget because sometimes I feel like I'm just talking. Like right now we're having a conversation. Like some weeks on the podcast, I feel like it's just a chill convo. And I forget that there's a lot of people that listen. Right. And I forget on another level that a lot of people are listening and take what we say to heart. Totally. And that's why this platform so powerful and why I like it is because people do engage with it. And Mm. they do, you know, there's a really rad audience that we've built. And... It's easy to forget that sometimes. That's interesting. And also, like, a lot of people, this is, like, the only interaction that they really, like, get to have with any of us. Like, like I see you pretty much every day throughout the week. And, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe if we had had that conversation, I would have been, like, you know, that's that's Chris. Like, I, I feel like I know you pretty well. And, like, I know, like, what intentions are versus, like, what you're saying and how to, like, sort of decipher that not to say that like anybody was like wrong in 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 feeling that they needed an apology from you for for that but i'm more just trying to say like uh podcast is like a tricky medium in that way there's yeah there's a little bit of well people yeah i mean to be clear like i totally spoke out of turn and i just want to own that and like accept that but to yeah to double back on what you're saying people other people might not have the insight that you have from seeing someone right. every day. So like, all they have to go is what the words that were said. Yeah. And there's no other like filtering or jeez. Woo! <laughs> if you Hell know yeah. what like a Bosuzuku, am I saying that right? Bosuzoku, Bosuzuku car is and it's like this subculture, this like Japanese subculture. I think it was built off of gang life, but oh wow, they run these really crazy car builds with these insanely aggressive exhaust pipes that just like jut way out of the car and are like obnoxiously loud for that reason. To be obnoxiously <laughs> loud. That was a really cute person pretending that they were one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I get really hyped by like loud noises that like interrupt the like status quo i don't know why i'm like really into that oh maybe because it snaps your attention or something like fire trucks dude i like man i like put my like down huh metal hand up and i'm like fuck yeah that was awesome it's a fire truck you get it dude (laughs) you save a life (laughs) maybe 10 but yeah yeah there's not that there's not that reference so that it's it's just important it was like an important interaction for me to remember to be aware yeah so i'm i'm really thankful because chris is a stand-up guy totally and i've known him for a long time and i'm thankful that he reached out and i'm also thankful that he reached out in the way that he did and i haven't asked him this but i might actually hit him up after this episode and be like dude can i take screenshots of our interaction and just post them Mm. because it was a really cool example of someone who was calling someone out, like he was calling me out, but in the most like respectful way possible. And you could tell that he just wanted to get to the bottom of it. And he wasn't trying to be like, bro, you fucked up. Or dude, what are you doing? Or you're such a piece of crap or putting it on blast, putting it on blast or like just using it as like a jump off to where like Chris said this and he sucks. Yeah. And I didn't realize till that came that that rarely ever happens. Right. And it was actually a super refreshing to have 
a conversation in a safe place where both people just kind of wanted to get to the truth right. and talk about what happened and no one was feeling just like blamed or shamed or made to feel like they were like a piece of crap or they fucked up because dude yeah everybody fucks up totally it's inevitable yeah that's pretty awesome i i really like that it kind of gives you a chance to to process what's going on and you know and he's also not assuming that like everybody else is really mad about it too and just even if they may be but yeah it's just kind of nice it was it was amazing we talked about leading with questions before but it was like an Mm. amazing example of that like Hey, like it could have been, bro, heard you talking shit. What the fuck? Yeah. But instead it was like, I heard you mention things about education. I was wondering what experiences did you have that didn't live up to your Mm. par you thought were subpar? Dude, that is fascinating. It kind of like, it's similar to, so Kristen, uh, everybody knows Kristen on this podcast, right? One of the OG cafe uh, For, former team leader now um, what skills do you call development. her skills development dude yeah she Elevated taught this educator communication class that she created out of her brain uh, which is insane but uh, in that class that was kind of one of the it basically like she went over like here's the steps to to like good communication so that when you have a conflict with somebody or if you just need to communicate somebody with somebody uh, this is kind of how you do it and like step step one was sort of like you know explaining the situation being like hey like I noticed this happened and I just you know wanted to like understand more about that it made me feel this right can you help me understand so epic it's so it's it's so good I'm so (laughs) glad she's putting that stuff out there you know it's it's super useful it because kind of reminds me of that. It's kind of like the same idea. Because what ended up happening, we we had what a situation that could have turned into conflict, but it turned into communication instead. Yeah. And that was a super fucking awesome thing. It's pretty that I'm powerful. like really I was just thankful to have someone like that who would just do that, you know? Right. Because I was totally spoke out of turn, so I was totally in the wrong. So I it's not that it wouldn't have been warranted, but I think we can learn a few things here. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's so, cool. Part one, apology, learning lessons, communication. <laughs> lessons. Lessons. Lesson. Lesson number one. <laughs> Lead with a question. Dude. And then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And know? then just like some Uncle Ben kind of stuff, you know, like with great power comes great responsibility. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. And it's, it's easy to, for, it's like I said, it's easy to forget that you're in that place. Miss you, Uncle Ben. Because you just feel like, at least for me, so, okay. So people listen to the podcast, people watch the videos and stuff, which is amazing. But then sometimes I'm like, I'm just this guy who's like, nobody cares. You yeah. know, I'm just talking here, whatever. So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> now, let, let's like make this really clear. Yeah. This doesn't mean I'm not going to talk shit about you. <laughs> Whoever you are, whatever's going on, I if something goes down that I don't feel like is awesome, I feel really empowered to speak on it. Yeah. On behalf of my like bigger goal, which is kind of like maybe protecting the industry or providing some sort of guiding light for what is up to our standards and what is not. Mm. So I'm not above like 
tearing into something that I disagree with. Yeah. But this case was I just didn't have I just didn't have the experience that I made it sound like I had. Gotcha. And that was like a gross miscommunication. Yeah. And I you know I'm in no way I I can't speak on that. Yeah. Anyway, that makes sense. So yeah. So watch out, everybody. Still, yeah, so watch out. Well, I might be fucking coming to get you, dude. Still coming for you. The shit might, the shit might have to, the shit might have to go down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're not safe. Oh, if you're man. doing stuff that you think isn't isn't cracking perfect, dude, you better you better get that game level up. Better watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Leadership offsite. Offsite. Just got back, dude. Yeah. Napa. Napa. So or, beautiful. Is St. Helena that's in Napa County? I guess so. Did you see that line where you drive out of the house and there's a line painted on the ground that says Napa County? Oh, no, I didn't see that. It's like we were right at the, like, the backest oh, end cool. of Napa County. Interesting. Yeah, man, that was crazy. So we took eight, nine Nine people? of us total. Nine of us total up to Napa to this ridiculous house that Charles scored from Wes. Wes runs vineyard seven and eight yeah and there are smaller vineyards as far as vineyards go kind of i guess you could call them boutique yeah they're like on the boutique-ish end of things they produce a range but a lot of it's like pretty boutique totally and he's got an awesome guest house that chuck basically traded coffee for yeah. which we got the way better end of the deal yeah we'll, we'll hit you back west for sure west <laughs> we got you we'll do something cool for you we'll keep it coming don't know what it is um but yeah Huge, ridiculous house, just like, yeah. There's basically grapes growing all around us with an awesome pool and an awesome, awesome everything. Right. There's TVs in the house that are bigger than my house. Yeah. Which I was super thankful to be there, but it also made me realize, God, it would suck to live in a house that big. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I live in 200 square feet, so like, just being there for a few days, the contrast of that was so insane, and like, man, just having to walk so far to go get something. If you were at the front door and you realize you left something in your room, which is down the hall, upstairs, yeah. down another hall, I was like, fuck, I got to go get my sunglasses. Ugh. Five minutes I'll later. I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Mark Gessler. Welcome back to America. It was so gnarly. You but son the, of a gun. I mean, what did you think about the experience? For, for perspective, we get together quarterly with, with the leadership team to talk about strategy, talk about projects that we have ongoing, talk about the scope of the company, the future of the company. And Man. one of those, so one time a year we go offsite somewhere. Last year we went to Chico, yeah. rented a little space where you can have that change of scenery. And this year, Napa. So what was your experience like? Man, I mean, so much, like there's so many levels to it. Um, yeah, this was the first year, really the first offsite where I felt like I was in a really good zone to like contribute to the whole conversation and like not, not in any way because you guys haven't like opened that up in the past, but more just because like maybe I've like developed more in the last, you know, six months or something than in my whole tenure here or something like that. But so, I mean, just like having that opportunity to be able to like speak to things that are going on in the company, not just in my department, but just like in the whole company was like so cool. And, uh, I mean, one of the biggest things I took from it was just like the fact that, you know, we're, we're at this place where we're, we're valued and the things we, we say are, are being listened to and, you know, heard and understood and like that we can really like impact change in the company. Um, you know, 
that, I mean, that's just like so cool. Like <laughs> just so cool. Good, really good feels. Uh, I think everybody was feeling that like, you know, just stoked about that. Did you have a favorite moment of the, <laughs> of the trip? Um, man, I mean, honestly, like my favorite moment just in terms of like the like impact of it was probably the, uh, the conversation that we had when we were talking about like waving the magic wand, uh, regarding like wholesale oh, yeah. and like the direction of wholesale and kind of aligning, getting everybody in the company aligned on what our vision for wholesale is. Um, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, it was a huge moment of, I don't know, just explanation. Yeah. Because sometimes it might, I don't know if you feel like this, but it kind of, people could see you operating in like a silo or yeah. not really understand. It's so clear what the goals of the cafe are. Right. And you can touch that experience every day. You can go see it. So you're, even if you don't work there, you're constantly reminded of it. Totally. Whereas with wholesale, you kind of have to go out of your way mm-hmm. to make sure everybody understands what you're doing. And we're taking an interesting approach. Yeah. That is a lot different than the just like beat down everyone's doors to try to get as many pounds as possible and like spray and pray. Like, yeah, we really don't like send a lot of samples to like random cafes. And like, if we do, it's really because like we've sought that person out, that cafe out. And we're like, dang, you like, you're so sick. Like we, you do a lot of the same things we do and that's awesome. We want to work with you. It's like very genuine. Like we're not really like, making a big list and cold calling and making a big plan for like, you know, going out and knocking on doors. So, which, I mean, some people do that for sure. And like, that's like a classic like sales department sort of, uh, ideology and like, you know, for sure works for some people. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where your method of selling and the things you're offering in the program has to be a values fit for your organization. Mm. So, like you said, going door to door or cafe to cafe or just sending out just ridiculous samples to everyone might work for people who have different values than us. Right. And it definitely does work for some people. Totally. But it just doesn't feel amazing yeah. to us. Because you've done a, a really cool job of making Cat and Cloud Partner Program like a really special place to be and feel like more than just someone who is just a coffee provider. Nice. You know, Thanks, man. Because there's vendors like... Yeah, I can't imagine that anybody gets up in the morning and thinks about whoever's like their solo cup vendor or, yeah. you know, their dairy distributor. Like, <laughs> people aren't being like, yeah, dude, Scott at Troya is just on point or whatever. <laughs> but the, the experience with us, I, I can see people appreciate it yeah. every day, especially since we got Basecamp fired up. Dude, yeah. Which has been, dude, Zach's on fire in Basecamp. Zach's on fire. Let me yeah. tell you one thing. Man. Zach owns the partner program base camp. I love that. Like, man. Yeah. I love that. He's so stoked on it and that he's, he really sees the like opportunity there to like connect with other people and like really wants to learn from other people too. And like contribute his ideas. Cause he's got awesome ideas and yeah. Yeah, dude. Go Lynn Hall. Yeah. Go, go Lynn Hall. Go Team Lynn, Lynn Hall. And go to Lynn Hall. <laughs> yeah. Man, go there, get you some coffee, some delicious pastries. Oh man. What was it? I think it was the prime rib was like out of control. I love that he's asking a mix of really casual questions, like the ones he was asking about home brewing and like when yeah. you brew coffee at home, to like really focused, really intentional business kind of questions. Totally. And I, I think that's a good mix. Yeah. We got a good mix going on. Got a good mix. Yeah, I want to keep that train rolling and uh, 
you know, as we add more, more people into our program, like that's definitely something that we want to build on. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's a valuable thing, like getting, getting a bunch of business owners together and being like, Hey, you guys have a common thread. Like now you can like connect over that and hopefully something good will come out of that. But it's nice to have an access point that's not a text message yeah. because it's like an unintrusive way to access people where they can check yeah. it when they're ready because everybody's busy, yeah. you know, it's hard to get a hold of people. Totally. Even ourselves. Well, you're good to hit to get a hold of. <laughs> I'm like impossible to get a hold of. I go hard on the communication game. With yeah, email. that's true. Well, mostly, yeah. I mean, mostly because I realize if I don't, then... Uh, shit's not going to work out. It's a job-specific requirement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. I don't call anybody back. <laughs> Welcome to Wholesale. <laughs> I don't care. We're awesome. It's whatever. Communication is one of our values. I think my favorite part of the whole weekend was the car rides up and down. Oh, yeah. Dude. We had some crazy car rides with Jer. <laughs> I bet. He's just, like, barfing emotions or something. He's got his manual... Uh, Volkswagen, oh, Jetta, gosh. and like, dude, we were, when Tanner and I drove down one morning to go somewhere, I can't remember, uh, me, Tanner, and Jer, he was blasting the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song, like the live version, uh, Hans Zimmer, and just like <laughs> blasting Zimmer. it, and we were going like 60 miles an hour down these winding roads. It was awesome, though. It's fun. Jer puts his music on really loud. <laughs> There were also some comments about Jared's driving in some of the other car rides I took. Oh, really? Yeah, Jared. What's oh. up? Well, I felt safe, you know? I mean, I trust Jared. <laughs> I have oh, a lot I of trust Jared, Jared fully. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't feel unsafe. It was more just like fun little shit talking to Dude. Oh, yeah. Um, like, you know how that clutch works, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might have been a few moments like that. Um, but that was fun. Yeah, I agree. What was your favorite car ride experience? I, well, it was you and Sam on the way up for the big haul. That was cool. Sam's always got his, like, 21 questions. Like Sam's got super heavy questions yeah. all the time, which is a really great spark for conversation you might not otherwise have. It's awesome. He had even more questions on the way back. And the way back, it was, it was pretty rad. Nice. Because he was asking questions about, like, how it feels to be a business owner and what mm. kind of anxieties I have. Yeah. Which led to like some really interesting conversation. And I was just talking about some days I wake up and everything feels not panicky, but I'm painfully aware of how fragile this situation that we have feels. Mm. When you look at you look at the you look at the money coming in and the money going out and okay we did a really awesome that really awesome breakdown about the cash flow yeah like the net the cash flow but then like the net of the whole company versus how much of that money that we make that we spend back on the people. Right. And then how after like a year goes by, like the money that you end up with, it's it's really not a lot. Yeah. Like considering the work that goes into what you're doing, you would think like, oh yeah, you know, made over $2 million right. in sales and that translates to this, that, and the other, or whatever. And it's like, oh. Yeah. But we, more... <sighs> it's like we haven't hit that scale yet where... 
um, wh- where that, that number starts to increase, like the bottom line number. Yeah. So that's one aspect of it. But the aspect that troubles me a little bit more, because he was like, you know, what do you worry about on the day-to-day? And I was like, Jesus, I just hope everyone's happy. Yeah. Because because of how small we are and how much people bite off to chew and digest and contribute. If you took someone like Kristen. Yeah. And if Kristen decided, you know what? I don't want to come to work here anymore. And she didn't come to work tomorrow and never came back again. That dramatically affects how we roll as an organization or like the day to day of everybody else involved. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. And the the dream is to at some point get to a clip to where, you know, people are happy enough to where they want to stay for a really long time and we can make that viable. And also if someone leaves, it's not a panic attack because we'll have a ton of systems in place to replace people because people will move on and people will do different things. And like, yeah, I hope that a lot of the key players can really be here for life because we had talked about that and like the previous company that I worked for, I was like, I was like fully planning to be there for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I had to really, it was really stressful for me to come to terms with that. That was not going to be the case Mm. that after like everything I put in and all the sweat and all the tears and all that stuff that like, I just didn't fit in here and I have to go. And that's very sad to deal with, but, um, yeah. And it, it just, it means a lot. The things that everybody does, like you included. And I, I like everybody at that house. I'm just like, man. I hope that everyone's hyped. Yeah. I, I hope that everyone's having a, a good time and a good enough time to stay through what will be the challenges. Yeah, and for sure. We're we're in it, and it's it's great. But it's just like, like if you didn't show up to work tomorrow, I my <laughs> whole life would change. You know what I mean? Like I would be like, okay, yeah, this is different now. That'd be pretty wild. And I'd have to work through that or whatever. And I I know that like. No one's getting rich right now, so it's just. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, but like, you know, there's like, uh, man. I mean, since the beginning, like since my interview, you know, like two almost two years ago now. Because like, uh, I think for me and Kristen and Tanner and Grace and Natalie, like our two-year Cat and Cloud anniversary is, like, September 14th or something like yeah. that, which is pretty wild. I just saw that event on Basecamp, which is sick. But uh, just thinking back to that time and just, just uh, you know, I asked my, like, classic interview questions about, like, what's the future look like for the company and, like, all that stuff. And, I mean, I just knew way back then from what you guys were talking about and what you were saying that it was, like, you know, it was a long-term sort of company and, like, the, the goal for growing is, is long-term and these are the things that we can provide in the short-term and even the short-term stuff, I mean, is like insane. It's kind of cool to see how far we've come. Yeah. If we took you, you as an example from someone who was new, new to the industry, <laughs> new to everything and <laughs> the amount of gain that you can have in two years, both in terms of like autonomy and financially. Yeah, like, totally. You know, like your ramp rate was pretty good and it's, those things feel good. Yeah. And I just, I hope that all of the stuff that we do is enough and I know we're doing our best and I just, for some reason it just runs in the background. Oh yeah, totally. I don't don't know. It just, I'm just like, I think that's what happens. Oh shit. I almost fell down. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just what happens though. That's like a, 
supernatural part of like okay there's like different levels of like a, a business that you can have like there's a business that's like we just want to like make money like even if it's not a lot like we're just trying to like meet our expenses and make a little bit extra so that we can pay ourselves and that's fine and those people are stressed about you know whatever making enough money to survive uh but then there's like levels up from that which i feel like we're like several levels up from that where we're like no but like yes we have to make enough money to survive but that's just like the baseline after that we have to like do things for our employees because we ask a lot of them and then we you know hope that they will feel like compensated uh adequately for that and then you know so i feel like whenever you're like doing something real you know, that's like stretching the norm in some way that that vulnerability is going to be there every day where you're like, man, yeah, this is pretty vulnerable to like something going, going wrong. Yeah. It's just, it, sometimes I feel like it's really, really delicate. Yeah. And no one showed me any reason. Like, I don't feel like, you know, Tanner's not going to show up for work on Monday. Like no one's ever given me any reason to feel that way. It's yeah. just an insecurity that I have and knowing Totally. Just like knowing what I know. And yeah, it was cool to see the breakdown that Charles did. Mm. So it was like of the net income that we made, like almost half of that goes back into <sighs> things to develop the staff, whether it's like yeah. origin trips, extracurricular training, like all those kinds of situations. It was yeah. all like a decent amount of money. It's pretty amazing. As a percentage of like bottom line yeah. sales for the company. So definitely. But yeah, dude, some, sometimes I feel weird. It's heavy stuff. Sometimes I have anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety. I feel better already, though. I feel better than, like, 30 minutes 30 ago minutes, yeah. or however long it's going to be. Sometimes you just got to talk it out. I guess I had to talk it out. Yeah, 30, 32 minutes of therapy <laughs> will go, like, a really a really long way. <laughs> therapy and mint tea. Therapy. And, uh, yeah, the mint tea doesn't, doesn't well, hurt either. Yeah. But... Soothing. Okay, I, I feel like I want to recap the offsite just a little bit more. Yeah, the participation level from everyone super high. Really yep. impressed with what everybody brought to the table. Even the people that didn't give presentations necessarily, we had time yep. for open forum and a lot of really really thoughtful questions. And the reason that I was like in the zone with that uh, open forum is a lot of the things that people were bringing up were troubles or grievances that I had myself. Mm. And that made me feel like we were all kind of on the same track and all have a similar expectation for where we're going. Right. And that made me feel really, really awesome. That's really cool. And that like, okay, people are really paying attention. People are so in tune. There's like a high level of awareness yeah. with what's going on. Yeah, it's cool when like the upper leadership can almost have like the same like number or like level of grievances or like you know things that they notice that like an owner would i mean i feel like that speaks a lot to like the ownership that people take it, yeah it's amazing and it it also is rad to see people stepping up and protecting our values yeah they're taking our values and running with it even when we don't right like because everything that we brought up like some of those some scheduling things, some things around meetings and stuff. Those are all valid. And those are like totally things that like we're probably aware of, but for whatever reason or not have like slipped through the cracks Yeah, and people are like, Hey, like 
we have this. This is not really like in line with where we're going as an organization. We need to fix this. This doesn't really feel that good. And that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is sick. And that's like seeing it on a higher level. The base level that I experienced right when we opened was like even if you were an owner and you were going, you know, behind the counter with your backpack on, right. Kristen would be like, "What are you doing? You can't walk <laughs> back here with your backpack on." It's like, yeah, totally, you're right. And now to see that elevate into just how we manage the whole company, that's been pretty yeah. fucking sick. It's crazy. Nicole made some really rad food for us. Oh, yeah. In that was preparation insane. for the West Side, which there's going to be food there, if everybody doesn't know. It's gonna, really it's good It's going to be a cafe <laughs> with some really nice food that you can get at a price that's not going to make you poor. Bam. But still has, like, thought, intention, and a little bit of flair put into it. <sighs> so it'll make you smile when you eat it. That's for sure. Man. It'll actually probably make you smile before you eat it. <laughs> like right when you see it, you'll probably be yeah. pretty hyped. I love that. Man, if it's anything like the stuff that she made at the offsite, then I am stoked. <laughs> I'm I'm ready to stand out in the Santa Cruz, the land of yeah. the land of diners. Yeah. <laughs> the land of, land of like the diner breakfast. The random random breakfast food. Dude, I'm about that. Yeah, I got some great pictures um. of Sam bird watching. <laughs> yeah. Lincoln bio. <laughs> Dude, Sam bird watching with the mustache he has right now, it's like it's amazing. Such a good look. <laughs> Maybe I'll post that when the podcast when I put this out, I'll, I'll just post that. I feel like he's already like like a forty year old like father of three, you yeah. know. He looks like the part the Midwest or something. Like he's got like <laughs> He looks like a hero is what he looks like. Yeah, he looks like a superhero. Just fucking real life <laughs> real life hero. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. I was I was really blown away by the the whole weekend. I really enjoyed like like kind of thinking about wholesale as you know a different department and the roastery to some extent too, for sure. Like, but you know, retail is like larger in terms of like the number of uh, people in leadership in retail currently, um, and I, I assume it'll pretty much always be that way just because of the nature of it. But so it was really it was a really cool opportunity for me to get to like really synergize a little more and spend some like quality time with those folks and in, in retail and just like, cause they have their meetings every week and that's awesome. Uh, but just for me to have the opportunity to get to like talk to them and hang out, but also like ask them questions and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? Like, how can I integrate wholesale with the retail crew a little more? And like, just that was like so cool for me. Yeah, we should probably have a little leadership get together at least once a month. Yeah, even I like if that it's idea. super casual, like just go to Beer Thirty because I really enjoyed watching that happen too. Yeah, and I like to connect with those people because I don't know, it's so complicated. There's so much stuff to do. Yeah, I know. it's crazy. There's so many things that are going on. Yeah, I feel I feel great though. I yeah. feel better. Good. I think I'm fixed. Hey, that's the goal. I think my life is fixed. <laughs> Everything's going in, into like a. A really, a really good direction. Yeah, man. What, what's next? What's next? Well, I got a personal oh. budget plan. Oh, sick. Uh, that's next for me. Whew. I got to get back on that. Really excited about that. You still using that app? I've been using the app, but I haven't been as good about it lately. Like, I feel like it's like an everyday use kind of thing. Like, yeah. you should really update that shit every day. But I need, f I still need to figure out stuff with my budget because I'm, I'm that kind of spender that like. I'll be like, man, I really want to go out to eat right now. I'm just going to go do that because I fucking love that. And oh, well, but that results in having less money for the things that I want to save up for. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's str- I wanted to buy an eighty-five Corolla for five grand, and I couldn't because I didn't <laughs> have five grand. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I like that." Dang! I was like, "I should have five thousand dollars." Is that the car Levi was? Oh no, that's a, a Honda CVCC. It's okay. like the predecessor to the Civic, little hatchback. That's what? like I think his is like a seventy-nine or it's late seventy. That thing is awesome. <laughs> he said he paid nine hundred bucks for it or something. Damn, so rad. It's a pretty good deal. I'm so hyped on that thing. It's, he's so, he was so happy yesterday when I saw him. Dang. I don't know. So, yeah, budgeting, budgeting is next for the company. Everything is next. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything. It's, it's nonstop. Elevating onwards and upwards. Yep. Or any other stupid, like, cheeky internet uh, era one-liner you could think <laughs> of. I oh, love that, though. I love that we're always, like, we're we're never really, like, What's the right way to phrase this? We're never like so comfortable in the present that we're just like cool. We're never like, cruising. That's just it. Yeah, we're, we're never, never reaching cruising. cruising altitude. That's like, like not even an option. It's not an option. And even if you did, man, after a while, you'd be fucking bored. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, what's next? Totally. You know? I don't want to be bored. Like you would be you'd be so hungry, you'd be like, All yeah. right, we got this. That's cool. Like, let's go. Right. Let's go. And that oh, I have a the great a great thing to end on. Yeah. After, because this was another one that required like a lot of thinking, hmm. and it morphed out of that conversation that I was talking with uh, Cram and Cram, 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 Cram and Sistin, <laughs> aka Sam and Kristen, <laughs> about what kind of anxieties do I have? What makes me scared? And then they asked like, "What does success look like?" And I thought about that because there's a lot of possible answers. But I think the thing that will define success for us is being able to stay true to our values and who we are as a company, even when it's inconvenient for us and Mm. even when it feels so hard to do. Yeah. And we're going to hit one of those phases pretty soon with two more stores coming online. It's going to be a lot of growth really, really quickly. And... There's always things that are knocking at your door. There's always an opportunity to make a little bit more money. There's always an opportunity to take on another investor that'll give you a better cash flow position that you won't have to worry about. And you only have to give away like 1% of your company or 2% of your company or maybe 5% of your company for yeah. like a lot of financial security. And there's always the opportunity to partner with different people that have like a really big following that are going to get you some attention, but that don't align with your vision or what you're going to do. Right. And it's really hard to say no to those things, but it's so important and it might be the only thing that matters yeah. because it's easy to be the best version of yourself when shit is fucking hunky dory right. and everything's going smooth. And you're like, yeah, dude, running a values based business is totally easy. So like, easy. I don't know why everybody else doesn't do it. <laughs> and then shit hits the fan and you feel all these external pressures, and then you see why a lot of people don't do it. Right. Because sometimes you have to hunker down, and sometimes it's hard, and sometimes you have to sacrifice some short-term gain Mm. for the bigger picture to get to where you want to be eventually and still be able to do what you want to do. Right. And that stresses me out a lot sometimes, too, to, like, face those situations. Um, It gives me a lot of energy in some ways because i feel like the more that i go along the more that i feel comfortable living like a no compromise kind of life right to where i can tell someone yeah that's nice but you can just go fuck yourself because this is what (laughs) we're doing and like thanks for the offer but no right um 
but it's it's scary. But that's I think what success is going to look like yeah. for us. Being being totally. us when it's really inconvenient to do so. And maybe like people like that aren't running a values based business, like they sort of like take that kind of stuff on. Like maybe they take on an investor that they shouldn't have because like they don't maybe they don't have like a clear path towards like yeah, they don't how have to respond the, to that. They don't have the guiding light yeah. to where they're just they're just processing information or like dude wants to give us X hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Don't see why this would be a conflict. Hmm. Yep. But yeah, it's just it's just like with anything, you know, it's just like with marriage or whatever. It's like yeah. you know, at some point in time your partner's gonna go through something that sucks. And yep. like it's easy to be a good boyfriend or a good husband or a good wife or whatever when everything's going good, but it's so hard when it's not. But that's when it's the most important because that's when you're affecting that other person yeah. who you are like in the zone with. That's that's when you're affecting them the most. So, wow. Lessons. <laughs> I don't have the answers. I just have ideas. Yeah. I only talk about this stuff because it's what I hope to be, not because it's what I am. It's cool ideas. Anyway. I dig it. Cat and Cloud podcast. It's a good one. Should I, I may I put this out today. Huh? Friday. Really take Monday off? Yeah. Really take Labor Day off? If totally. you hear this early, that's why. If you I don't do. hear it early, whatever. I didn't make a promise. <laughs> hey, whatever. You okay. know? Enjoy. Hey, thanks for coming, Alex. All right. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround it's phenomenal if you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in you know how frustrating that is so being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing shout out to you wilbur curtis their customer service is phenomenal and they just care they care about you they care about me and i care about them and that's why cat cloud podcast is brought to you by wilbur curtis